0: Welcome to the world of fashion, where any and everything is possible, where nothing is something and something is everything. Join me, your host, Aisha Go, on this journey as we explore and discuss topics, areas of concern, and issues in the fashion industry. Hi everyone, it's Aisha Go, and welcome to an all new episode of Seems Real, the fashion podcast that explores and discusses topics, areas of concerns and issues all pertaining to fashion and the fashion world. I hope everyone had a great week and also just want to say this again, happy Mother's Day to all of you out there. I hope everyone had a great Mother's Day this past weekend. Um... And, yeah, we're here and we're back with a all-new week, which means an all-new episode. Um, a lot going on in the fashion industry, as usual. A lot of change. A lot of um, uh, progress being made in some areas. And, there, and when it comes to fashion, again, there's always something new. There's always something going on, which I love and which is the reason why I created this podcast. So, enough of that little... I don't know what that was. Not necessarily a disclaimer, but that little added information, that little tidbit. But let's get into this week's topic. And this week's topic comes courtesy of BOF, which is Business of Fashion. And it is a great resource for everything that you want to know fashion-wise, what's going on with the business, um, administration operational side of fashion Uh, tells you a lot about what's going on with the market and different brands and it's just a really great resource i subscribe to their emails and i'm on their website constantly reading different articles so again this topic comes courtesy of bof which is business of fashion a magazine and they have a website also and this week's topic is about Online resellers and re-commerce, as they call it, re-commerce sites, and. The reason why I wanted to talk about this specifically, besides the article that I read, which was very informative and very interesting, um, I did this also because I know a few people who are getting into the reseller commerce uh, field. Actually, one of my two of my very good childhood friends um, are teaming up together and doing something similar. They are called the Silk Gods, and that's Silk, and it's G A W D S, and they're reselling high-quality silk items, so tops, pants, ties for men. They have both men and women's clothes, and I'm so proud of them, and I just want to say congratulations to them on that. But because this topic is, uh, in a sense, personal to me, because, again, I'm saying my friends just started this business, and also um, from a professional standpoint, I see how these re-commerce sites are doing quite well, and they're growing very largely, and it makes me wonder, Um, what are they, what are they doing that's different from shopping malls, from fashion brands in general with their own e-commerce sites? How are they doing things differently and where could some of these larger, larger players and larger names learn from them? So, um, so the article that I read in BOF talked about various re-commerce sites and talking about how well that they're doing and also saying how now these sites not only are they going not only are they competing with um you know like the 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 brands that people know and love and also some of the fashion outlets that are a little more affordable like the h&m's the zara's forever 21 now these re-commerce sites are battling out with one another to figure out you know whose business model is best and who can cater to the consumers more because that's what it really comes down to, catering to the consumers, the audience, um, what resonates with them, what keeps them around and develops that brand loyalty. Now, in the article, there are a few different um commerce sites that they talk about that are doing very well and are worth, multi- are, that have turned into multi Million dollar companies like companies that were really small startups that are now worth about you know $37 million or $300 million or got bought out by these larger companies, which is great when you think about the things that people can do with the resources that are readily available to them and also um, them catering to a specific niche market and that niche market being. People, I'm not just going to say women but people who like to buy fashion items but then they see that it just sits there and um, they don't really have much use for it so they want to figure out what to do with it without necessarily losing out on the money that they spent for it, and also in the niche of people that like to wear things and don't like to wear it again. You know, there are some people out there that wear things and they don't want to repeat an outfit, or um, they wear it this season, and then next season when things change, they're ready to clean out their closet. Um, I am not one of those people. I hold on to everything, um, every garment item that I have for the most part unless I've like outgrown it or I really don't feel an attachment to it like when I touch it it doesn't bring joy that's something that I learned out of um the book the magic art of tidying so if it doesn't bring joy to me you know I don't have a problem letting it go but there there are items that I've bought and have not worn yet just because in my head I know I'm gonna wear it there's gonna be a moment where or an occasion where I'm like, oh yeah, this one's perfect. Um, this fits per- perfectly, or this, um, is exactly what I was looking for. But enough about me. Um, again, these re-commerce sites found found their niche within the market with I, which I think is great because, um, again, it's a market that was untapped. Um, a group of people that weren't being served properly, and so they found a way to serve and cater to them. And it also helps too with re- building more of a fashion community in a way um i know it sounds like a little weird but it turns out to be a community of people that all are interested in the same thing getting rid of certain items or trading certain items amongst one another which i think is really cool and really fun especially because when it comes to fashion sometimes it seems really siloed people don't really um I don't want to say help, but it's not as inclusive. Um, and this way, in, in a way, it kind of builds like a sisterhood or like a bond between these people that are sharing clothes. You get to know the person or you see this person sells a lot of items all the time. So you become familiar with one another. And I just think that it's a great thing. And um, it just shows how fashion stems beyond just The aesthetics, the glamour, and celebrities. It shows how it can be something deeper. And that is finding different markets that need to be served, serving them, and also building a sense of community. So, again, back to this article that was in BOF. um, And the actual title of the article, in case you want to read it, I definitely recommend reading it. It's called Resale Sites Prepare for Battle. Um, And the the little, like, tagline or, like, the little... um, Excerpt underneath this says, armed with millions of dollars of venture money, a handful of fa- fashion e commerce sites are gearing up for a winner takes all fight. And some of the players that they mentioned that are in this winner takes all fight are companies like um, TradeZ. Um, sorry, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just like. Reading, I'm looking at it to make sure that I say the right ones. So, you have companies like TradeZ, you have companies like The Real Real, um, you have, uh, there are a number of them that are listed in here. Um, CovTeak, which is a UK site, um, Vaunt. uh, La Tote, you know, you also have people doing things on eBay. But those those are just some of the sites that they said specifically that are, like, websites that are catering to this market. And, again, first, because uh, if, you, if you've listened to my other podcast episodes, you know that I look at these big, huge um, ideas and concepts and break them down and ask different questions. So, and if you're not used to... This is your first not 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 use so, But if if this, if this is your first time listening to my podcast, I like to look at these big complex issues and break them down into various small like sub Sub for us to get a better understanding of what's going on what we can see happening in the future and areas where we can see it improving um, areas where we feel like an issue may arise because of something else as a result of something so this is a really large complex topic. And I want to break it down into smaller subsidiary cop- topics. So first is the discussion of these re-commerce sites and the the mission and the purpose that they serve. Now, there are multiple now, and it seems as though more and more are starting to emerge. And with that, that's a good thing because as a consumer, you do get more options as to where you want to shop. Um, you don't have to feel tied down to one particular website you could frequent all the websites or you could weigh your options to see whose price points work better for you or you could look to see um which sites have the brands that you necessarily that you might like more but then it's also difficult too because this this niche market that is already i don't want to say small but it's not as large as the whole entire fashion industry and people that shop so you have this smaller demographic of people and i'm saying smaller in regards to the entire demographic and group of people that shop. So you have the smaller demographic, and it's being spread out and stretched out really thin as to where people focus their attention, where people put their time, and most importantly, where people spend their money. So consumers are... Yes, in a way, being offered more options, which is helpful, but then they're also being spread really thin in a, in a niche and demographic that's already small. And um, I think the reason why BOF did this article is because of that particular particular issue and area of concern of how this niche market is being spread thin and why these re-commerce sites are in the fight to to be in a winner-takes-all situation because of um, how they are stretched. Now, when it comes to winner-takes-all, I I can see why it would be helpful especially if all the different sites have different specialties and if they can find a way to kind of come together I'm thinking of it as Macy's so Macy's is w- one store one website but then within it they do have different brands and the you know they have different levels and floors and even on the floors the different brands that are there they kind of take you into their world by creating this whole atmosphere and um, having the set And surroundings match that particular brand. Now, I do see if there is a winner takes all fight and there ends up being only one major e commerce site, I do see how the other sites can kind of come together to still cater to their audiences and be able to offer um, consumers the specific services that they're looking for so you might have some sites that focus on just vintage clothes you might have some sites like my friends that i started one that focuses on silk you might have some that focus on eco-friendly clothing and i do see how in a winner-takes-all model how these companies can still thrive and survive as one particular unit but then i do think also that happen is sort of um monopoly in a way it crushes how startups and businesses are created and also their longevity and how long they are around for. Um, And then just, I, I can't tell you off the top of my head, but just thinking about the business and operational side of it when it comes to revenue and who gets what amount of money, I can imagine that that would only get very, very messy when it comes to it just being one particular site with all these subsidiary sites with um, subsidiary sites um, nestled within them. So, um, but it is interesting because as we as we think about it, and as we see too, how some of these luxury brands and fashion brands, the actual purchases that are being made in store are decreasing, and more. Online and e-commerce is happening and some brands actually have yet to get into the whole e-commerce concept of selling on their website because they want to have that personal interaction in the store. It's interesting to see how e-commerce sites are the ones that are actually catering to these brands' audience, which is another question that we could sit there and think about. And another uh, specific component of this complex issue that we can think of is, are the re commerce sites Catering to fashion brands, um, their loyal customers and base more than them, and I'll just create um, a, a fake, a fake company right now just to put a little more context into it. So, say for example, you have company. Um, You have a company called no, I can't say that because that's a real, that's a real company. Um, So say for example, there's a company called you know Aisha Go basically. There's a fashion brand Aisha Go, and um, Aisha Go they do they create these items that people love, but they haven't gotten to the e-commerce part yet. So they're not selling online. However, people that are buying from Aisha Go, them they begin to get onto these e-commerce sites and they're selling items. And after they wear items, they're selling it. They're creating a larger demand for Aisha Go, but it's creating a larger demand in a different sphere and a different element. So, as a brand, you do want you do want the demand for your products and services to grow, but if it's in an area that you're not catering to and you haven't even took a step in that direction, it's very harmful because. Yes, people are developing brand loyalty, but they're developing brand loyalty to another brand that happens to serve what you serve, if that makes sense. I know it sounds a little complicated and weird, but what I'm trying to say is luxury brands and fashion brands in general should be very should be aware and start to look at these re-commerce sites as more than just places where people trade clothing this could this is a huge opportunity for them to take to to build up their following and their fan base and also their consumer database so because these fashion some fashion brands aren't going into the e-commerce market they're solely relying off of social media presence and uh a digital presence that is halfway developed. And I say halfway developed because, yeah, you have a website, you have an Instagram, um, you have a Pinterest, you have Pinterest boards, you have a Facebook account, but you're not selling online. So you're only doing half of the digital presence and where you're lacking, these re-commerce sites are basically excelling so all the work that you're doing and creating a digital presence through social media accounts and a website and e-portfolio these re-commerce sites aren't actually benefiting because people see the pictures and they see the stuff online and they're like yeah i want more i want to see more how do i buy it and these fashion brands aren't Allowing them to buy on their websites, so people start to do research and they see, oh wow, I can buy it here on um on Trade-Z or the Real Real, and I could buy it at a fraction of the price, and uh, it can be shipped directly to me, and I'm guaranteed um, authenticity and you know all these things, and it begins to entice a customer, especially if they're already. Online, It's really rare when customers and consumers are online looking at something. They're like, wow, I love this so much. I'm going to stop searching for it online and I'm going to, you know, go to the nearest store and go there and hope that they have it. Because we've all been there before where a store has something online, but it's not necessarily in the store. and You have to go through this whole, you know, race of and journey of going from store to store seeing who has it and they're calling stores and people don't have it or it says they have it online and you go into the store and they don't have it anymore like we've all been through that kind of like rat race in a way so these re-commerce sites again are benefiting from fashion brands lack of basically wanting to accept digital and accept um e-commerce and online shopping because again they they put in the time and effort and manpower to build up their digital presence and then these re commerce sites just come and swoop in because there's an area where they're lacking it. Um which is which is interesting enough because um again, just referencing back to the article where the article discusses how these re commerce sites is kind of like oh um battle for that one spot like who is gonna be the premier one who's gonna be at num the number one it makes you think like once uh quote unquote number one is selected if it ever is selected because who knows with a couple years from now maybe we'll see that people really don't like online shopping because they're not comfortable with where the clothes are coming from or um the way the items are um are marked as authentic There have been instances when they actually Aren't or you know whatever It may be but Who's to say that That one that's selected Or the, the premier few the handful That's making it through Won't actually be a hindrance To actual Fashion brands whether in store And even online when they Do decide to Fully tackle e-commerce And get into that That space, what does that mean for them? Does that mean that people are no longer gonna be buying, um, not necessarily wholesale, but not necessarily buying from the source when they can just go online and get it cheaper, when they can get it faster, when it's guaranteed? when they have representatives that are constantly talking to people 24 hours a day and could help you track your package and just, you know, kind of take it the extra step further. And I think that's another reason why e-commerce sites are working is because they are taking it a step further. I think that these... uh these sites are created by people that, of course, started off as consumers and saw where fashion brands were lacking and where they could improve. And they they took the shortcomings and turned it into something that makes up from the shortcomings. So now the big question that I have and that I'm curious to know about is not necessarily who's going to be the top in the re-commerce because... Um, that's very vague, up in the air. And again, I think some of the sites are different all in general. So some are actually selling. Some, um, it's more so just like a swapping thing. Like people swap amongst each other at an equivalent value. Um, but more so, my my question is, how are these re-commerce sites um, putting pressure on the fashion brands and fashion houses that we know and love? How... Is this gonna affect the revenue that they generate? And if so, what does this mean for them? Does this mean that they end up just becoming, you know, a a a subseller within a bigger unit, like similar to Macy's? And I find it, you know, you may disagree, which is fine, but I just find it uh particularly interesting to think if uh Fendi or Chanel and Louis Vuitton end up just being these subsections within a larger unit like within a Macy's and gets to the point where they no longer have a store or gets to the point where they're not necessarily selling online now i do know and i'm sure people are saying this and thinking this as i'm talking but i do know that Um, obviously the brands that are within Macy's, they do have their own websites and they do sell outside of Macy's, of course. And, um, what I'm asking is hypothetical, but the reason why I'm asking it is because I want us to start thinking. I want the gears to start turning in our heads to start thinking about these things like, wait, maybe these e-commerce sites could actually put a huge dent into, um, the revenue generated by fashion brands. Now, I do understand that some of these companies are very new. Some of them um are only worth not not only, but some of them are worth, you know, about like four, 40 million or 400 million depending on the size and um the the venture capital invested in them. But if you think about this, this is a very new concept. Recommerce is a very new concept. Um maybe only a, like a couple years old. Um And who knows what can happen within the next five years, how they can grow, how they can um, see more shortcomings that fashion brands are having when it comes to digital and online transactions and they solve for that. You know, who knows how, you know, it's just right now the the possibilities of what these re-commerce sites can do is limitless because, again, they're still young, they're still developing, and we still see technology and the internet and um, digital spaces transforming and growing as well. So as they do, these e-commerce sites are going to figure out how to do it as well. And if these fashion brands and fashion houses don't take the time and um, effort to figure out, you know, what's going on and how to make these things work for them, uh, I'm sorry, they're going to end up losing out. They're going to end up losing out. And not only will people be out here wearing their product, which is good for them obviously, but they're going to be acquiring it at a much lower price and these these fashion brands and fashion houses won't be seeing any of that profit. That's what I think I find really interesting is that the great success of these re-commerce sites, um, as much money as they're making and as much um, transactions they are um, handling and processing, these fashion brands get nothing from this. So, again, that's why I hope just this article and this whole concept really um, makes these fashion brands think more because, again, this is just the beginning. It's going to grow and it's going to continue to grow. And, honestly, I think, too, some of these e-commerce sites have figured out a great formula that even sites like eBay and Amazon have yet to think about. Um and that, that said something in its own too that they can com- that that they compete with the eBay's and Amazon because those are some of those are two of um a handful of online sites that we've known since the beginning to be sites where you go and you purchase things and people have become really comfortable with using them um it's really easy to navigate there's different categories and they you know they have these different Programs that allow you to get your items shipped quicker and faster And you know they do these little deals like where you buy things in a in a bundle and you know They take X amount of dollars off whatever the case may be but think about it like this These recommerce commerce sites are figuring out how to do something that the Amazons and Ebays Don't necessarily do or they found a way to do what they do, but take it a step further and if that's the case imagine what they could t- what they can do to fashion brands that aren't that aren't opening up to digital that aren't doing anything with e-commerce and selling online it's really it's amazing to sit and watch and it's really just uh mind-boggling to think that you know these are startup companies and you know, companies that started off really small with just a few people and over the years have grown to be multi-million dollar businesses. And I do know that these fashion brands obviously are, um, some are in the billions and multi-billion dollar businesses. But again, if this is just the beginning of e commerce um, I see it going much further than it is right now. And it's amazing. So for all of you that are out there that, Purchase items through e-commerce. I'm not posing these questions or discussing this to sway you in any. Oops, sorry. I had to get something to drink. I'm not trying to sway you in any shape and form from buying in e-commerce. I myself, I just like to shop. So I shop every and anywhere. Um, and those of you that are trying to start a re-commerce site, you know, I definitely think it's great that you're trying to start your own business and that you're adding value and you're adding something to the fashion industry, something positive. And I think it's great. And I think you should continue if this is something that you really want to do and take it serious. But again, you know, the point of this podcast is for us to have serious discussions of what's going on and think about things and talk about things and, This is something that's going on and it's happening right before our eyes. And who knows how it's going to change how we shop and how we consume fashion. Um, So that is that. Uh, I feel like we talked about a lot. And I can't believe um, it's been over 25 minutes. It definitely doesn't feel like it. But again, I just really want you to think about all these things that that are happening before our eyes. Just because it will... It will determine how we shop and consume next few years down the line, next couple decades down the line. And it's very, very just interesting. So, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in this week and tuning in every week um, to the Seems Real podcast. And if you haven't done so already, feel free to go back and listen to all the past episodes. Um, I've done different topics, including... Um, The high turnover rate when it comes to creative director and artistic directors within fashion houses. We talked about um, cultural appropriation um pertaining to muslim fashion and muslim clothing we also talked about the met gala um and I love how I say we even though I know it's just me talking but with you listening and commenting and rating you are definitely a part of this also so I'm always going to say we because you're a part of this journey and you're a part of this discussion with me every week and every time I get behind um this microphone and talk so again thank you so much if you're listening to this on soundcloud please 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 um feel free to like this episode feel free to comment too if you want to add anything in if you have another question that you want to pose um also feel free to repost and if you're listening to this on itunes please feel free to rate this podcast so i know what you like to hear what you don't like to hear what you would like to hear more of and yeah we continue to just grow and help each other during this process because i love fashion i love talking fashion all the time and I love talking to other people that love to talk fashion. So, again, thank you so much. Feel free to rate. Um, And then, again, I just want to say congratulations to my good friends who are starting Silk Gods. So, make sure you check that out. It's Silk and it's Gods as G-A-W-D-S. They have great Silk products. And, yeah, so thank you. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.